morning, Trinity. That may be a little much for some of you, but that's, uh, that's how we do it in the other side of the building. We're a little, little more exciting, but uh, it's a pleasure to be here, and we're so thankful to be part of Trinity. Wasn't it great to see all the kids today? Welcome to our fabulous first, fifth Sunday family service, or however many things we want to put into that, but uh, it's been a joy. We loved having the kids up here, being with you all today. I know uh, most of the time you may not see us that much because we're in the back we're, uh, with, our, with your kids, which we love so much. I appreciated what Tyler shared, how we're here to walk alongside of you. We're not here to take your place. We're not here to uh, be a babysitting service. You know, we're here to minister to your children. We love each and every one of them. I know it's uh, been said that the children are the church of the future. And although I understand what that, what people mean, I disagree with that because I believe that the children are the church of today, right? We are all part of God's body. We're all part of his church. Now, they are our future leaders. Now, that may be a little scary <laughs> when you saw them down here this morning and you know, you have your child at home who really hasn't quite figured out which end of the sippy cup he's supposed to use. Okay, that's probably your future pastor. <laughs> um, but uh, God is faithful, amen, and he, uh, we're, we're so thrilled to be part of the children here. We really love doing that, and it's a blessing for us. So on this first Family Sunday, uh, we will be doing testimonies for people that have uh, want to share their testimony and have a, something to say, and the elders asked me to be the first, so I'm actually I'm the first. No, forget it. It's just too much. It's too much to go through again, but it, um, I'm just so thankful that uh, God is who he is. Amen? That, that God is faithful. God is sovereign, and uh, it's all through to the glory of God. I'm so thankful for that. So uh, as you may have gathered by now, I am not from Knoxville originally. Um, no, I was not uh, born in Knoxville, but I was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at a very, very young age, which some of you will get that later on, I guess. But um, Philadelphia is a, is a little bit different than Knoxville. So growing up there was, it was a tad different. In Philadelphia, if you're walking and you see your friend and your friend says, hey, did you have a fight with a lawnmower? That's act, the interpretation is, oh, you got a haircut, really looks nice. Okay, that's kind of how we talk to each other. But uh, we did move to Knoxville, and it's been a, a great pleasure to be here, and we're so thankful to be here. But um, to start off with my testimony, um, my family life was kind of unique in some ways. I'm sure um, a lot of you have maybe similar stories, but uh, I was... And our family was a um, little, little strange. <laughs> we had, um, my dad was an alcoholic, and uh, my mother was a, an Irish Catholic who had a, a very definite temper, <laughs> along with my stubborn German father. So uh, things could get quite interesting there. But he was a, uh, my father especially was a man who uh, had a lot of anger. He was uneducated. He... Um, had a lot of hostility, he was prejudiced, he had a foul mouth, you know, it goes on and on. 
And also my grandfather on my, my mother's father was also an alcoholic. So we had a lot of uh, alcohol abuse in our family uh, from generations. And as a kid, you don't really understand that. You think that's just the way life is, you know. And at, a, at the age of six, uh, my mother passed away. She had lung cancer. She passed away. And I have an older sister that uh, like 11 years older than I am, so thankful for her. And uh, she ended up getting married young. So it ended up being my father and myself uh, at the house. And it's a strange, strange thing. Here my father is, he had stopped drinking at that point, but now he has this young child, six years old, to raise. And, you know, his life was not at all what he thought it would be originally. And he didn't know what to do. And the uh, person who was in charge of me during the day was my grandfather who lived next door, who, as I said, was also an alcoholic. So it was, you know, I thought it was normal to be six years old, seven years old, sitting at a bar, the neighborhood bar, drinking root beer while my grandfather was taking care of me. Um, I don't know. I guess that wasn't normal. I didn't realize that till years go by. But um, very interesting early days. But the goodness of God is eternal, amen? And my father, who uh, believed in God, had a strong belief in God, but didn't want anything to do with him, and uh, could care less about God or anything like that. And on Sundays, my sister, who at this point was already married, would come and get me, and we would go off to church while my dad stayed home, and he'd make breakfast, and then we'd come home and have this great breakfast that he would make. That was kind of our family tradition. And in the midst of that, every week we're doing the same thing. One Sunday, he was making breakfast and cooking bacon and all those good things. And he had a Paul-like conversion, which if you knew my dad, you would say, uh, well, yeah, it would have to be God to speak directly to him because he would not listen to anybody else at any time. And uh, as he was in the kitchen cooking, washing dishes, God spoke to him saying, turn the radio on, there's something I want you to hear. Yeah. And he said, no, because <laughs> that's who he was. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. There's nothing but church on the radio. I'm not interested in anything like that. But the Holy Spirit kept prodding, kept pushing, and he turned the radio on, her simple gospel message, how Jesus died for him, how he rose again from the grave, how there was forgiveness, there was um, healing in the, in the blood of Jesus, and he got saved right there in the kitchen. While we were at church, he was getting saved. <laughs> While making, yeah. And not only that, imagine meeting Jesus while cooking bacon. Okay, I mean, that's just, that's total New Testament theology right there. But, and we came home, and life from that point was completely different. Um, you know, as far as my dad was from one side, he just whoo, jumped to the other side. And, um, you know, I'd like to encourage fathers, men, do not underestimate the value of being the priest of your home. You know, it's, uh, God has established that, and it's a powerful thing when the father, the priest of the home, decides to stand up for God and follow after God. It's just amazing what can happen in your family. But so at that point, moving forward, it was 
church every Sunday morning, <laughs> church every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. It's like every time, you know, it's like, no, this is a woman's meeting. You can't be here. You know, we were, <laughs> were there all the time. And um, it was just exciting that my dad, who, and he didn't even understand what was happening in his life, but he knew that he had found peace. He knew he had found forgiveness. He knew that hatred that had once ruled his life was gone. He would describe it as driving down the road and seeing people of different races and realizing, I must know that person. Then he'd realize, no, it's just that I love them now. I don't hate them. You know, so just dramatic difference in his life. And at the age of eight, um, after we'd been in church for a while, I saw my need to be saved, and I went forward at a, an evangelistic crusade we had had there in the area, and I got saved. And, you know, I remember everything about it. And I know a lot of people may think that kids don't retain a lot at that age, but let me tell you, they do. And that's really why I have such a burden for kids and kids' ministry, because I knew at that moment that I was needed Jesus. And that as I sat there with this man who later would become my uncle, um, he led me through the scripture and told me how I needed Jesus and how Jesus came and there was forgiveness in Jesus through the blood of Jesus. And I believed that and I knew that God was in my heart. Now, I wasn't uh, immediately the perfect little child. I had my moments, uh, a lot of moments. But I knew that God was with me and I always knew that. I always knew that feeling was there. And uh, it was just such a special special thing to know that and to see that our direction of our family now is going in a whole completely different direction. It was just, it was fantastic to see that. And through the years, I ended up in uh, Christian school and uh, just people pouring into me. And, you know, the school, school years were, were kind of hard, not really for me, but for my teachers and my parents <laughs> And those that I had to uh, be around will just say, I knew how to get to the principal's office pretty regularly. That was, was not an issue. But um, God was still faithful. And I know that around the age of, um, I guess I was in high school, probably, maybe junior high, at a teen camp, which uh, we love camp around here. God spoke to me at a bonfire, at a campfire there, and that he wanted me to surrender all to him and, you know, to serve him all my days. And naturally, I was like, oh, no, 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 because I've seen what happens. Now you have to go to Africa. You know, you have to move and you have to live in a hut. And no, I, I don't really want that. But the Holy Spirit kept pushing me and I gave my life to Jesus, to serve him, and immediately I felt that call to minister to children and to young people. Even as a, you know, a teenager, I knew that was going to be my future, and I knew that's what God had for me. And it's really kind of weird because I went to Africa last year, so I don't know how that all ties in, but um, I guess someone told me, you know, be careful what you tell God you won't do because uh, that's probably the very thing he wants you to do. But that was a blessing. Um, you know, I wish I could say that throughout my childhood and my teen years and all that, that I was just so faithful and served God. But really, uh, most of those years could be summed up with the word compromise. You know, I um, loved God, always knew that, always knew that Jesus was in my heart. Um, but a lot of times, 
I wanted to do the things I wanted to do. A lot of times I was one way with my friends, another way at church, or depending on the people I was with. And it, it, um, it's a hard way to live. You know, it, it's a hard thing to do to keep compromising like that. And as I was getting to the end of high school, getting ready to proceed with the future of life, um, I was just really convicted about it and thinking, what is this? You know, this, I'm not doing either one very, at all. You know, I'm just, I'm not very good at being a Christian right now. And I can't live the other way because there's so much conviction and it's not a good thing there. And I, I thank God that my eyes were opened up to the evil of sin and to the goodness of God. And at that point in my life, I said, Lord, I'm not going to go this other direction. So many of my friends who I had graduated from Christian school uh, went off and did their own thing and walked, walked away from the Lord. And I was like, I saw that as something I didn't want. I didn't want that. I wanted to follow after Jesus. And I'm so thankful for his grace and his mercy and his patience with us. He was not a God that was swift to anger. Uh, he was with me each and every step of the way and put people into my life that I could see were real Christians. I'm thankful for the men who came along uh, as I was growing up, and I could look at them and say, that's what a Christian's like. Oh, it's not just someone who goes to church on Sunday and someone who has a good thing to say and has the vocabulary down. This person really lives a good Christian life, and, and they're normal. They're not fake. They're not trying to impress people. They're willing to pray for people. Uh, and it really made a difference in my life. And that's, that's what we try to do you know, here. We try to be an example to our young people, to our young men, to our young ladies, that Christ makes a difference in your life. You don't need to be ashamed of it. You don't need to think that things are better in the, in the world. But I learned that true freedom is not getting to an age where you can do whatever you want. That's not freedom. Freedom is the Holy Spirit inside of you keeping you from doing the things you want to do, right? That's the true freedom. And it's just a joy when you can come to that conclusion and understand that. And I just had this desire to see other young people not fall victim to the uh, temptation to just walk away from the Lord, but to, to be that in front of them and to lead them in, in whatever way. You know, it may mean hanging out with them, eating pizza. You know, I've probably shared more with kids and teenagers over a slice of pizza than in a classroom or in a church service because uh, it's, it's what's real with them because um, they see through it. That's the one thing I really love about doing children's ministry and team ministry. Uh, they see through you. You know, you can't fool them. We can come out here and put on a good front, but, man, they'll nail you to the wall. They'll be like, I, you know, no, that's not it. You're not. And, uh, you know, don't try to be who you're not because they will nail you on it. And i uh, just so, so thankful for all of that. But um, also understanding <clears throat> that God's word is so true and it's so strengthening to know that you have the word of God that can go through uh, with you each and every step of your life, every step of your day. And God blessed me. And, you know, it was an exciting time coming out of high school. And I just felt the spirit of God inside of me and just he surrounded me with good friends that had an equal desire to serve God, and we were growing together in the Lord, and it was just great. And, you know, I met 
Laura, we were um, married, and we served God together. We just said, I know everyone knows Laura. And yes, I did. Yes, I know. <laughs> I definitely married up. Definitely married up. Um, but we, uh, if you know us, I, a lot of people don't know we were together because we're always different places, along with my uh, son, Kyle, and my daughter, Kayla. But um, we don't have a lot of similar interests. We were talking about the other night. Um, a lot of difference in, in the things we like to do. But the thing that has kept us uh, together and in love all these years is serving God. You know, have ministering together is such a strong bond that we have. Um, no, I, she will not let me get a motorcycle so that we can spend more time together. I've tried that argument already, and it did not work. I tried to even use Scott as an example, but it just, just didn't convince her of that. But serving God together is such a strong bond, and raising our children up in that, having their car seats in the church van as we were going to serve and take the teens and kids places and watching the little car seat go, you know, back and forth in the church van and them tipping over time or two. It was okay. They, we got them straightened up. But, um, you know, we just pray that our kids have seen that it's a joy to serve the Lord and you do it as a family. And uh, we've had so many good people that we've been able to meet with and, and come alongside of. And all these years of, of serving God, it just seems like a moment, you know, when you fully put your trust in God. And I'm just, um, really could just sum up my testimony in two words, but God, you know. Um, I guess, statistically, if you take a child from a home environment where I grew up in, alcoholism in the family, uh, rage, According to statistics, that's how it would end up. But God, right? Um, having bad people, bad influences, but God, right? My father who was enslaved in all of his bondage, but God, he changed that. So all glory goes to God, and I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful that I have this testimony of what God has done in my life. It's, such, it's so amazing. And to think that, as in Revelation 12, that we overcome, what's the first part? By the blood of the Lamb. Let's not forget that, right? Without that, the second part doesn't matter. But by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus that was shed for us so that we can have salvation and freedom from sin. And going forward to have a testimony. A testimony is the verbal expression of what God Almighty has done in your life, your personal life. And I'm so thankful for that, to see that God, who is the creator of the universe, who knows all, who is all, was concerned enough about a little six-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, that he took him from there and, and saved his soul and set him on a, a whole different course. And we're so thankful for that. And I just encourage all of you, as I end you with this, what about you? What's your testimony? Because you have one. If you have given your life to Jesus, Jesus is Lord of your life, you have testimony. And we need to share it. It strengthens us. It strengthens others. It gives glory to God. 
And it's such an important thing because others are struggling, others are in need, and when they can hear you give praise and glory to God who saved you and who changed the direction of your life, it's just, it's just so uplifting. So I'm just so thankful for that, and I just encourage you all. What is your testimony? Think about it. You know, I had to think back on a lot of the things that God has done in my life. You know, you don't think that often. You think, well, life just goes on. But God is working in us all each and every day. And he's just loving and patient and kind. And I just encourage us all to serve him, to be joyful. And if you don't have a testimony, there's good news. Starting today, you can have a testimony. There will be people here that will be happy to pray for you after the service so that you too can find the peace that God brings, right? If you don't have peace, but God can give you peace. If you're lonely, but God can give you, uh, take that loneliness away. And um, just encourage us all in that. And I just want to pray over us too, because I know this is a family Sunday, and there may be people here who are not in good relation with your family. You know, maybe you're distance apart, or maybe it's situations that have drawn you apart, or whatever. But I just want to pray over us, and then Tyler's going to come up. But uh, I think that's important that we realize that we are the body of Christ, and we are family here. And um, to realize that the Holy Spirit is the one that binds us together. So let's, can we just pray for that? Lord, I'm just so thankful for what you've done in my life. I'm thankful that you uh, rescued me, God, from a course that could have been completely different. There could have been a whole different story, a whole different uh, set of circumstances and problems in my life, but I'm thankful that you've done that. I'm thankful that you've blessed me with a wonderful family, with uh, wonderful children who are serving you. I'm thankful for that. But God, I pray for those who may be here today who don't really have that right now. There's issues in their lives. There's situations uh, complications, many different things, God, and I'm just praying for them that you would be their father, that you would be their husband, that you would be their companion. Holy Spirit, just you promise us that you would be the comforter, and we're just asking for that today, God, for each and every one of us here, that we would feel the Holy Spirit's power in our life and feel that comfort that only you can bring. Yes. God, I just uh, pray for those who may have unforgiveness in their hearts, God, that they would be able to let that go. God, that they would realize that you've forgiven us so that we can forgive others. God, for those that may still harbor anger or bitterness towards people, God, we're praying for that. And Lord, we're just praying that we could be a body that would love one another as you have loved us, God, that we would see the example that you've given us and follow in it. Yes. And God, again, we just praise you that we could be in your house this morning, and we praise you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do in your mighty name. Amen.